All right, this is the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department uh, here with you, as always. And on this week's episode, we'll talk to Urbana cross-country and track and field coach uh, C.J. Ecolano. Um, C.J., who's been on the podcast a number of times before, uh, we always love having him on. And uh, the Hawks are uh, coming off a big win over the weekend, the Urbana Girls, at the Bull Run Invitational at uh, Hereford High School. Uh, so we'll talk to CJ about that and uh, just about uh, the, the season ahead for his team and his expectations, which are always uh, lofty, uh, deservedly so, uh, because, based on uh, the, the track record of, of the track and the cross-country program. So we'll talk to CJ about that and just how uh, they've navigated the last year and a half, uh, like everyone else, um, uh, with the uh, pandemic. Uh, But first, we'll start with our weekly review and uh, look ahead in Frederick County sports. Uh, John Cannon of the Frederick News Post Sports Department is here with me. And uh, John, uh, this week marked our first uh, high school hangout, our our first prep page. Uh, You you, uh, throw that together for us every week. And uh, while you were compiling everything, uh, uh, did anything really jump off uh, the page at you? Um, yeah, a little bit like with football. I mean, not as much passing. I mean, you know, some trends come and go. Sometimes some years have a lot of passing, and this year uh, seems to be more of a rushing type of year, with the exception of Frederick, and they, uh, they've been throwing the ball a good bit. Yeah, we were talking in the office just a high school sports topic in general. Like, there's, there's a lot of new coaches in the county this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about it, just – on the, on the soccer scene, uh, there's uh, um, s- several new coaches. Um, uh, in volleyball, uh, 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 there's new coaches. It just it, it seems like there's a lot of new faces in in prominent positions, and 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 you just wonder why that is. I mean, maybe maybe the pandemic changed some things for people, but um, mm-hmm. but but it, it's interesting to see all the new um, uh, coaching hires in the county. Yeah, I just got to remember new names now. I'm getting too old. <laughs> yeah. Making it yeah. on me. Um, all right, uh, week two, uh, or excuse me, week three of the high school football season is is in the books now. Uh, Leganor with with the big win last week uh, over uh, Walkersville. Uh, Leganor uh, is running a no huddle offense. Uh, I, I found that to be kind of interesting. Uh, Rick Rick Connor claims they've been moving in that direction for a few, for a few years now, but. Uh, Friday night was the first time I had really noticed it, and they, and they sort of wore Walkersville down with, with, with their sort of up-tempo offense. And uh, the idea, according to Coach Connor, is uh, you, you play faster, you get to run more plays, and uh, uh, and uh, you run more plays, you have you have a better chance to win than the other team. So that's the philosophy. It's well well grounded, um, but it, it seems to be a little. It could be tricky too because you have two coaches calling in the plays. One's calling in the actual play, the other's calling in a dummy play to sort of disguise the actual play. And and everyone's sort of got to be on the same page. They have to know the signal. They have to know well, which coach is calling in the plays, which 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 is the false call. So it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of practice. But uh, so far, the Lancers are off to a great start. Three and zero with with the big win at Walkersville uh, last week. Uh, you were at uh, TJ last week, right? Yes, over Catoctin. Uh, yeah, they got their first over one. Uh, and, and I know uh, TJ's uh, kicker is also one of their soccer players, too, and that's another trend we're seeing in the county of uh, 
athletes now being able to sort of cross over between multiple sports. Yeah, he uh, kicked a 47-yard field goal. Uh, his name uh, was Kelman Thale. Um, and actually, his father is the um, – speak he spoke of new coaches. His father is the uh, soccer coach at Thomas Johnson for the boys' team, a new, new uh, coach at TJ. His father has coached here in the past, I want to say at Walkersville, uh, way back when, and maybe even Hook College. And uh, but yeah, they lined. They were on the thirty-yard line, and they lined up for a field goal. And I'm thinking, what are they doing? And you know, they, and this this Kelman comes out. He's a left-footed kicker, and he booted it with uh, some room to spare. The funny thing about it, I, I was telling you about this. They, um, as far as I, if I remember correctly, they just used Kelman for uh, extra points and uh, field goals. So I guess the logic there is they don't want him getting hurt because he is the starting goalie for their school soccer team. Right. They don't want him kicking off, having to tackle somebody, or you know, taking a snap on a punt and maybe getting tackled or something like that. That's my that's speculation on my part, right. but it would make sense. Oh, and nice win for TJ, too, uh, 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 getting a win over Katakin last week. Uh, other results of note, uh, Brunswick went to Boonesboro and won, and, and ending a long losing streak to Boonesboro. Uh, Oakdale, of course, uh, handed Middletown uh, its first loss of the season uh, last week, and uh, and Ur- Urbana ha- faced a tough one. They faced a pretty good private school, uh, typically in St. Mary's Riken, and uh, Urbana had the early lead, but they couldn't quite hang on uh, for the win last week. So uh, we head into week four already, week four of nine. And the season's already moving fast here as we're uh, almost a month into it. Uh, the, the big game, of course, is Oakdale at Leganor. Uh, Oakdale had a great bounce back following their loss to Walkersville the uh, previous week. They played very well uh, in, in, in beating Middletown, and then they faced the big test against Leganor this week. Uh, Frederick, uh, which went to Wheaton last week and scored more than 60 points, uh, I talked to Brandon Brubaker, who's sort of their program historian statistician, and he said that's the, only the third time in the last 100 years that Frederick has surpassed 60 points in a game, and they did it last week against Wheaton with uh, their star Trayvon Neal leading the way with four touchdowns and, and three interceptions on defense. Frederick plays Tuscarora. Uh, Walkersville looking to bounce back from that tough loss. Against Ligonor at home last week, they uh, uh, take on Thomas Johnson. The game will be played at Frederick High School uh, since TJ is uh, getting its field work on, worked on. Uh, Boonesboro goes to Middletown. Clarks, Clarksburg goes to Urbana. Brunswick hosts uh, a Virginia school uh, that I hadn't heard of before, John, Rock Ridge. <laughs> and Catoctin uh, K- goes to South Hagerstown, and that is your public school, your Frederick County public school lineup for Friday's game. You're going to see uh, that Brunswick game, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Rock Ridge, I guess they're from Virginia. Is that, that sound yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that's right, yeah. Brunswick's a solid team, so I mean, uh, I, I got to think they, they have a yeah, good shot. Yeah, with M- Michael Souders. Uh, I, I think their freshman quarterback is uh, developing too. So mm-hmm. um, so it's a, it's a chance for them to, to get another win and, and, and uh, move above um, – Maybe Boonesboro last week is that right? Yeah, right. That, that, that was win. a great win for them uh, mm-hmm. on the on the road at Boonesboro. Mm-hmm. They they don't typically win there, so that was a really nice win for Brunswick. Um, anything else uh, catch your eye over the last week, John? Oh boy, I have to think back. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you, you saw a volleyball match, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, Tuscarora, uh, I saw last night. They're always one of our, our strongest teams, and they're up there again. They um, have a lot of holes to fill. They lost a, a good bit of players, but um, they they usually find a way to to be at the very least good, maybe even better than that. Right. Time goes on. Uh, also, this week another thing to watch out for is the Maryland 
Public Secondary Schools Athletic Association, the MPSSAA, is uh, voting Friday on uh, the proposal to allow all football teams to make the playoffs. Well, we, we touched on this last week. John, I don't think either one of us were really in favor of it. Right. Um, you, you sort of get a mix among the coaches. I, th- I think most are indifferent to it. They're not vehemently opposed to it. I've, I've only heard a couple of coaches tell me they really don't like it. Uh, but they're not really enthusiastically behind it, too. And I, I, I think most hope it is just for this season and it doesn't right. it doesn't become the policy going forward because there is something to be said for these football teams having to earn their way into the playoffs and, and not ev- not everyone making it plus do do these do we really need games between these winless football teams and these un- these undefeated football teams in the playoffs it, it sort of becomes a safety issue too in my mind because a lot of these teams that are struggling are beat up and 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 can they physically uh, compete against uh, some of these stronger schools. So, so that's another thing to watch out for um, on Friday, and we could we could chat about it next week if it passes as expected. Um, uh, every football team will probably have the chance to to play in the playoffs this year. The the reason being is the pandemic. Uh, teams could lose games, and it could could affect their playoff seating. So, that sort of eliminates that question right there. All right, uh, John, thanks for coming on. And in just a second, we'll bring on uh, CJ Ecolano. So stay with us here on The Final Score. Well, uh, last Saturday at Hereford High School, site of the state cross-country championships, uh, the Urbana girls uh, claimed their first big victory of the season. That that was your first big victory, uh, right, CJ? Did you have a bigger one than that? Already? Big victory, yeah, that would be that. Yeah, um, uh, they uh, won the Bull Run Invitational uh, with, with with a great score. Um, their team score was uh, eighty three, uh, which which was good for first in the large school uh, girls division. Uh, the coach of the Hawks, you've heard his voice already, a veteran of the Final Score podcast, is CJ Acolano. And uh, CJ, that's a pretty tough course at Bull Run, right? Pretty hilly. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me, Greg. Always appreciate listening to your shows, and especially when you invite me on them. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, my man. Yeah, Bull Run, uh, Hereford High School, the site of states. Uh, that's definitely a tough course, tough, tough, hilly, uh, challenging three-mile race. Uh, and my girls performed extraordinarily well last, last weekend. You, you got to love running there because it gives you a, a preview of, of what you might see at States, right? Exactly. And, uh, you know, we've actually had three tough courses back to back to back. We went to uh, the Hood Invite the first weekend. They what, did what, not. What, where was that run? It was at Othello Regional Park out in Jefferson. Okay. And tough, tough course. Um, equestrian trail course. Very, very hilly there as well. The next weekend, we went to Oatlands uh, at the Oatland Plantation. Huge, huge meet. And uh, we we did well there. We took first place on the uh, upperclassmen JV race. And then we took third place overall in the Varsity A elite race. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, this past weekend, September 18th, we uh, we went to Bull Run, Hereford High School, and uh, were able to come out on top on the girls' large school division. And how did the girls feel about that? I don't know. I mean, we just we just go out there and just have fun. We don't 
I mean, yeah, I don't think it was expected to put it that way. Um, especially I actually had two, my, my five and six girls and my seventh girl, uh, they, they ran up that week from JV. Uh, I didn't have my full five varsity, full seven varsity girls. So Faith Barford, who was my fifth runner and, uh, Alyssa Davies, who was my sixth runner. They, uh, they ran huge and they ran up and they went 26th and 30th place overall. So definitely happy for them. But you guys don't sweat results too much. Uh, no, let's be real. No one's going to remember who, who won the bull run invite on <laughs> September 18th come, come championship season. So uh, that, that is an excellent point. Well, how the heck are you, man? It's, it's, it's good to see you too. Uh, thanks. Thanks for coming in on, on, on short notice like, like you often do. Are, are you glad things are sort of getting back to normal here a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think things started to get back to normal, at least on the track side and cross country side back in April, whenever we were able to have kind of somewhat of a normal outdoor track and field season with us hosting counties. And then of course us having a smaller, but state meet that was cool to have, um, over there at Prince George's County sports and learning complex. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm well family as well. I'm well. Yeah, I mean, what has the last year and a half been like for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you have young uh, kids. Uh, you, you you coach, so they're your de facto uh, children. Um, so, just what has the last year and it, a half been like for you navigating this pandemic? It's you know, it. I feel blessed to be at home. Uh, I actually am still working from home virtually, uh, and we kept my daughter virtually all school year last year. So she was with me the entire time. Uh, my son, we we decided, decided not to put him in kindergarten. Um, we held him back just because he has he turns um, has a birthday on the cutoff day. So we're like, let's not send him during this time. So we held back with him, and so we were teaching him some kindergarten stuff as well over the last last year. And uh, now he's he's in school with his sister, and uh, it's it's amazing. So How have you juggled the coaching and the parenting, and just just the family life and, and all that stuff same as always i mean just just taking care of business taking care of my kids and family first that's my first priority and then uh and then just i have a great coaching staff too and uh you know my coaching my coaching staff continues to grow actually and uh you know when when i'm not there or can't be there my coaching staff's there at least somebody is and and We've, we've managed it very well. And let's be real, my kids, my girls, I should say, are very, very motivated. And um, we're in constant communication and uh, they're ready to roll whenever, whenever we tell them to roll. So Yeah, I mean, cross country, it's a pretty socially distanced sport already. I mean, is, everyone's been impacted by the pandemic. Is your sport maybe less impacted, though, just because everyone's sort of able to get their workouts in maybe on their own and and when you're running meets and stuff, the runners are, aren't necessarily bunched together. Has there been less impact since cross country is a more socially distanced sport? Yes, definitely. I feel we, we have had the less impact when it comes to sports around the county and, you know, sports in general. However, you still got to go out there and put the work in, right? Like I can give them workouts and some people are going to do it when no one's watching and some people rather be on their couch. So you have to still be motivated. And I feel like we've done a great job with that over the last, last year or so, um, keeping them motivated, keeping them inspired, keeping them, uh, with challenges or whatever we have constant communication, whether through our group me app, whether it be daily or just weekly, especially early on in the pandemic, just offering them challenges and just holding them accountable too. Like I have an accountability sheet that I have every girl fill out. Um, on a daily basis, basically on a weekly basis. 
and just so they know that these girls are also working and no one can hide so yeah and unlike some other sports you don't necessarily have to be together thanks to the exactly. magic of technology you don't have to be together to have a team meeting i i, I know you just said you use an app yep. uh, every everyone could be at their own place and you guys could have a team meeting that way you could say joe sally jane go get this is what you need to do today and everyone could get their work in without necessarily being together do you, do you miss the camaraderie though do you, do you miss being together as a team and i mean i'm sure i'm sure why these meets are fun and, and probably practices are fun again is because everyone's together right oh definitely we definitely missed um i think i think you found yourself the last year but um you know I, I knew i was passionate about what i do and i knew the girls were passionate about what they did too but i think you found yourself like even man like this is what life would be like without coaching in a sense and um because you couldn't meet up and you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that and you know, I think you have a true appreciation of kind of what you're doing at this point in your life, at least what I'm doing. This is my 13th year. And, you know, I, I just I'm, I'm more motivated than ever. And I know the girls are, too. Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned it, year 13. What, what is your level of comfort now that you, you've, you've done this for so long? You're, you're not an old man by any stretch, CJ, but like on the Frederick County coaching scene, you're, you're, you, you, you must feel like a bit of an old man, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I tell my girls I'm old. Um, although I know I'm not, but when they say I've been coaching this for 13 years and it's indoor, outdoor and cross country for three seasons are, and a year, teenage girls, so right. they're not that much, your right. girls haven't been alive for much uh, longer than you've been coaching. Right. So. Right. So it's, it's, it's been awesome. Um, you know, yes, I, I feel like uh, an experienced veteran coach. I've been doing this for a while now and uh, my comfort level. Man, with my coaching staff now too, um, I, I'm taking on less of a role when it comes to writing workouts because I'm I'm trusting them with the workouts, and um, of course we're all, we're always constantly going back and forth with workouts and sharing what kind of what we think and what we want to do, but um, you know I still do you know I'm still focused in on my long sprinters and my distance runners and of course oversee everything else as a head coach should, but um. My comfort level is 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 uh, you know yeah I just I, I just feel great about where we are as a team and I definitely feel blessed and appreciative of my coaching staff. Well, what still gets you fired up? What gets you motivated? Because in year thirteen, some people might be inclined to uh, put it on auto autopilot and just go through the motions. What 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 keeps you from doing that? You know, a lot of people would say winning, um, but I'm not gonna say winning. I'm gonna say just that expression on some girl's face whenever they do something they never thought was possible, but all along I knew was possible. For example, I have this girl on my team. I don't make cuts, that's been that's been documented. You, you do in track, but not cross country. I don't, yes. So, and I, I st really don't even cut in track and field. I've done it before, but I haven't done it in a while. Just, just to keep the numbers right. somewhat manageable. Right, but I had a girl that came out of for a cross country last year um, so during the pandemic and the girl couldn't break nine minutes in the mile, like she struggled to run a mile in just 10 minutes even, but I kept working with her. We kept working with her and she just was motivated and the girls on the team were awesome with her as well. And, um, she was a junior, so she's a senior now. And so she wasn't some young buck either. She, she was, she was just just out of shape when it came to running. And she just kept putting the work in. And by outdoor last year, 
at our one of our meets, she got down to a time of six minutes and forty four seconds. Wow. So that is that is why one of the reasons why I don't cut, and the, one of the reasons why that just I I keep continue to be fired up. Right. And what was the expression like on her face? Oh my! What, 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 uh, I think my expression on my face was more so um, than what she showed to me. But it, I mean, just e smiling from ear to ear, and of course, you know, getting tackled by her teammates just in just in sheer um, just joy. It's a pretty fine line you have to walk, right? Because you want to keep motivating these girls, keep pushing them. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. But you also don't want to push them to the point where they're going to give up and walk away. So how, how do you sort of walk that fine line of keep pushing them hard, but 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 keep keep them involved with the team and keep them engaged? Don't don't chase them away. I always say coaching is feeling, and you always got to ask these girls, you know, how, how are you girls feeling? Because some of these experienced girls, they can do this. You know, and some of the some of the inexperienced girls, including this girl I just talked about, um, they're not experienced. So, you know, we we definitely give them off days, definitely stretch, maybe modify workouts here and there. Um, but yeah, it, you're definitely you know, it's always touch and go when it comes to running. During a cross country meet, I I, I see you during track meets, and you're running around everywhere. You're running from uh, one two hundred to the other. You're running from the finish line to the other two hundred. You're encouraging your girls yeah uh, shouting instructions cross country it's harder to do that so so what what do you like at a cross country meet oh i'm still doing it greg <laughs> uh how many miles do you put in uh, during a cross country meet i don't have a watch on me but uh too many right so <laughs> my girls are actually amazed they'll come up to me at pra uh, at the end of meet sometime and they'll be like how did you get to that spot to that spot to that spot like it was like you were with me the entire time. Do you, now, do you scout the courses out oh, before? We well, as a team, we always walk the course um, prior to racing it. But but are you constantly looking for for shortcuts? How do One, I get from, oh, yeah. from from point oh, A yeah. to point B yeah. Uh, quickly? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, I yeah, I I feel like it's important especially at this one spot or this spot like this is a critical spot or I'm thinking all right, in my head during this course walk, this spot right here is going to be a very quiet, lonely place. I'm going to make sure I'm there. Um so, yeah, I, I'm constantly moving and running um, at, at cross-country meets, too. I go through, like, four shirts. Um, so it's it's all good. It's fun. Uh, and, and your runners can't say you're not putting in the work uh, either if, if, you, if you're if you sweatier than they are after the race, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not about that, right? It's just just what I do. It's just what <laughs> right, I love yeah, right. to do. Yeah, I'm right. still young enough to kind of get around like that, too. So Right. Uh, it seems like your team has a good mix of – uh, senior leadership and and some some younger runners too. Your top finisher at Bull Run was 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 a sophomore in in, in Ivy. Just just what, what should we know about your team this season? I, Ivy's actually a junior now. Uh, um, she is. Okay. Yeah, she's a junior now. She, she was. They had her as a sophomore uh, yeah. on on the sheet. That's what threw me off. Yeah. There, so Ivy, Ivy's a junior. Um, yeah, definitely have uh, some strong seniors, um, some strong juniors in Ivy and uh, Mara Bell. They, um, they are my juniors on the varsity side. And then, of course, the seniors um, that were at Bull Run, Sophia Cedroni, uh, just running lights out right now. Um, Addison Lauer, another strong, strong girl when it comes to cross country and distance running on the track. Um, Got a couple girls injured right now that are coming back from injury, so we should have them back in the next week or two, which will be nice to have them back and racing again and, here and, shortly. And what, what, what are they seniors or uh, Carly and Emily McDonald? Yep, yeah. um, okay, yeah. and Lena as well. Uh, three seniors there. Um, Cameron Lowry, she's a sophomore. She uh, 
She'll also be back running with us soon. She was a soccer player last year, but decided to stick out with uh, cross country and run year round with me because she does indoor and outdoor. So yeah, we have, we have a great mix and I'm excited. Do all of your runners run track as well? I mean, when, when, when you sign up to run for coach Ecolano, or is it sort of a, not that they have to, but is it sort of a three season sign up that they're, that they're, um, engaging in you know i feel like on my on my team i have more girls that do all three seasons than most other schools in the county do right um and i think it's just the fact that they're falling in love with the culture that we have um, right well it my, helps the win in so my program like, like, like you say so uh, tell us about ivy ivy she uh one of my captains uh actually named her a sophomore captain last year uh, at the end of outdoor season uh to kind of push her into the summer and just kind of be a leader uh, with my other three I have in Cedroni, Marabell, and Lena. But uh yeah, Ivy, she's just she just outworks people. I mean, she she's making me sweat more in, at practice and then like just as much as Ella used to make me sweat. <laughs> oh no. Um yeah. <laughs> Ivy's definitely pushing me. She's pushing the girl. She she works hard. She's one of those girls that does not say much. I was gonna say what's her personality. Does like? not say yeah. much and uh she just works. I mean she's she she's she's involved with a lot of things as well great academically but she's also in theater as well so she's uh she's a very busy woman but um she works hard uh and her time was uh 2043 but it bull run on that challenging course at bull run that was seventh overall was, was were you targeting ivy for, for around that or, or do you even do that or no these early season meets we really don't do that um i knew she would be up near the front i don't think she knew that but i knew that and i like right. to i like her to be surprised like that um i've i've realized over the my years when i if if we do that they almost the girls almost just freak out more like i just want them going out there and having fun and just racing loose because you sort of create the pressure of expectations right yep. yeah and and ivy's time to be honest with you 2043 I, I i think she thinks i know she can be faster um at oatlands whom i think is actually a tougher course and it's actually a full 5k she actually ran a 20, 2003 there. Okay. And that has some significant hills in that race too. So a week prior, she went 2003 so, um, at a, on a different course. So I think uh, she might be looking to break 20 minutes at States if we get there. Right. I mean, you have, you have a target for these girls. How often do the girls even uh, surpass the target you have for them? Where, where, where they're opening your eyes as much as they are their own? individually yeah um pretty often yeah. uh we we sit down i definitely have the girls um give me a index card or a piece of paper of their individual goals on them and then i compile them into one um like a google sheet for myself to kind of go back and forth and cross them off whenever they 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 do break them and tell them all right we got to go after another goal now um for example ivy ivy gave me some goals that i thought were too easy for her and that's just, just who Ivy is. Ivy Ivy works hard, but I don't think she realizes how good of a runner she is. And I like that modesty. Um, and so, you know, I I kind of during a workout, I kind of told her, hey, look, we gotta we gotta be shooting higher. And she's gonna shoot higher. Um, I just like I said, she, she just she wasn't where she was a year ago because we had this pandemic and she has no idea how good of a runner she re truly is. So it's going to be exciting to see what she can do. Well, once a goal is surpassed, is there an immediate realignment or, um, and, and you set the next yep. target right away? Oh yeah. And yeah. it's more, it's, I think it's easier for track. Um, cause cross country going out there and running on a different course every single time. Right. So some of these girls want to break 21 minutes. That's a good goal. Um, but for, for, for cross country, 
whenever we're setting goals. Um, and it's more, more so place, right? So I want to do this at counties. I want to do this at conferences. I want to do this at regionals, top, whatever. And then on a course that we've been to before, um, where you can compare your time because it's the same as that course, then you can go out there and be like, all right, we hit, we hit this course last year. I want to be this much faster on this course this year. So, right. Well, I guess any time you get to run, it's a good thing. Uh, was the spring season? Was it weird? Was it good? Or when you guys ran the shortened season earlier in the year, what were the benefits of that, if any? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I think my girls did a phenomenal job staying in shape and staying motivated. And I think that was a little bit of them and a little bit of us coaches just staying motivated with them as well and just constant communication. Um, but and, and then it rolled right into track, right? But yeah. one thing, the one thing that, I think we all missed was just being together, the camaraderie, but also the competition. And um, we got the competition, uh, you know, via smaller tries and quads. And uh, we did have a county championship meet. That was awesome. And then, of course, we had the sectionals, regionals and states. So it, it was I think it was a little bit of both. Um, when the masks came off, uh, you you could see a little bit more, right? Like you could see that expression on their face whenever they cross the finish line or just their smile. Because some of these girls, these freshmen, I haven't, I hadn't seen their faces other yeah. than through a computer when we were practicing virtually right? Um, without a mask on. So I was right. like, oh, that's who, what you look like? Right. So, Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, how much more difficult uh, does the mask make running uh, a competitive race? Oh, definitely. Um, Luckily, we were able to remove the masks during during workouts and um, intervals and, and races. So very few girls actually ran with those on, but I did have a few that did. Um, and we actually did it in practice too. I would actually kind of force it upon my girls. Hey, this this rep, let's keep the mask on. We're not going too hard. Let's keep the mask on and kind of see, see how we feel. Because we didn't know what we were going to get in, ourselves into throughout the season until it came out later that we could remove the masks. But um, yeah, it was... It was definitely tougher, but um, you know what doesn't make you, what you know, like what makes you stronger makes you tougher too. So right, I mean, do you see it in the times? I mean, are the are the times at what a couple seconds slower? Oh or, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Sophia is is a girl you've been uh, talking up a couple times here. Tell us about her. Cedroni, yeah, Sophia Cedroni, uh, my Italian stallion. Uh, it's my nickname for her. Yeah. She uh, she's a senior. She's actually a big time lacrosse player. Uh, going somewhere to play lacrosse, um, actually. But um, she yeah, always run cross country for me in indoor track. Now, now you do lose a couple of girls to a couple of sports when when, when it comes to track. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you, a couple of the Morels were great yeah. lacrosse players, and you would have loved to have them on their track team. But but yeah, I mean, uh, they they that's their passion to playing those sports so you do see some crossover but 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 yeah um. yes yeah, Cedroni. i mean she that girl she is tough probably one of the toughest girls if not the toughest girl i have ever coached and i've coached a lot of girls and a lot of tough girls and sophia Cedroni. i mean the the workouts she puts in she's she's the one that's pushing um ivy on the later reps because she's just tough like i ain't tired i i got this still and um going out there and just pushing her uh, and herself in, in races as well. I mean, Bull Run going 10th place with a 2059. That was a huge PR for her. I mean, just two years ago, in 2019, she ran a, at the Bull Run invite, she ran a 2345. And then this year she went 2059. So that was that was awesome to see that. And she's she's amazing. And 
yeah, she's a lacrosse player, but this year with uh, Frederick County coming out and saying that we can do dual, dual sports, right. um, she's going to do lacrosse will be her priority, but I'm going to also see her at track meets and track practices. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've already seen in football, we've had some soccer players uh, scoring goals and kicking extra points and stuff like that. Uh, Frederick High, I think, had one this past week. So, so yeah, it's it's nice that the kids are allowed to do. Yeah, and that's, um, that's the sport I lose some, people some, to. Some, some crossover, yeah. So... Um, one of your other seniors, Addison Lauer. Addison, quiet, but hard worker, just like Ivy. Um, has no idea her potential. Has no idea how great she can be. Um, she had a coming out last year. Um, just a girl that her run is just effortlessly effortless, and she just goes out there and just pounds the cross-country course. And the fact that we have a still have we had a one-two punch in ivy and addison last year we still have that one-two punch in ivy and addison this year with sedroni joining the mix to make it a one-two-three mix uh punch yes addison's just amazing she works hard doesn't say much but um she puts the work in every single day and i'm, I'm hoping for great things for her come cross country when, when do you start talking to these it seems like you're reloading every year now i mean you lose great runners but but then you just replenish your team with with the next crop of great runners when when do you sort of start talking to uh, some of these girls and, and encouraging them to come out for high school so running i don't reach out to any typically any um seventh or eighth grader uh, i do send an email out to the gym teachers um at urbana middle and winter knolls typically just to kind of get some interest and see kind of what I have coming my way. And of course, I talk with uh, with Bill Gerhold and Steve Schaefer, the the Lightning the Lightning Running Club coaches, right. yep. uh, where I get a lot of my runners from, where a lot of us get a lot of our runners from in the county. But um, yeah, I've always said last last several years we don't we don't rebuild at Urbana, we just refuel. Yeah, and it just happens to be that way. And I'm trust me, I'm on I'm on my freshmen, on my sophomores, trying to get them to believe in themselves more and hey you're only doing indoor what are you doing outdoor i don't do anything in outdoor one come out for outdoor and then just trying to get them to fall in love with the running and the sport and maybe some of them come out for cross country as well so we apparently have a pretty big freshman and sophomore class coming out this year so um i've actually already had my indoor track and field meeting interest meeting so i kind of have a good idea of the numbers i'm uh, i should be expecting this season as well yeah is cross country is that is that a tough sell for some of your girls yeah definitely cross country is you're, you got to be built different for cross country right um you know me myself i was a sprinter right and i i just i i i, I started coaching cross country because i was the that was what i was given and then of course indoor and outdoor as well but i think Another reason why the program is the way we are is the consistency within the program, right? I've been there for 13 years. I've had a lot of different coaches that have been there with me for this for this long as well. And the consistency matters. And yeah, but it's definitely a hard sell for cross country. You just, like I said, you have to be built different and um, you have to work up to it. Yeah. And in track, you could do things that aren't, maybe, maybe run, there's running involved, but it's not a running heavy event um, so to speak cross country you're, you're just running so i mean in, in track that incorporates jumping and 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 some maybe some other disciplines that might appeal to, to some of your athletes uh a couple of your juniors mara bell and faith uh, barford yeah mara another captain of mine um a true example of just putting in the work and just getting better um she you know, hard work beats talent. Not that she's not talented, because she clearly is, 
but she's worked maybe more so than any other person on this team to get to where she is now. And I am loving the fact that she is my top, one of my top five runners right now and just continues to get better and better and better. Faith, another girl too, another quiet girl, but another strong, strong runner that doesn't, nothing seems to fade her. Um, you know, the way she looked down on the hills at Bull Run at Hereford High School, it, it was just, it was awesome to see. She's just a tough girl. And uh, one of your sophomores, I believe she's a sophomore, at least she was according to the to the meet list, uh, Alyssa Davies. Alyssa is a sophomore. Alyssa is, uh, man, I don't think she has a mean bone on her body. She uh, she came out originally uh, last year during the pandemic and then returned to play practices uh, just to get into shape for softball. And then she she's a girl that is an example of falling into the culture falling in love with what she's doing on the on the team and running wise and just loving every second of it. I mean, she was a big time softball player, club girl, um, but gave it up. Never did play softball for the for the team last year at Urbana, came out for outdoor track, continued through cross country, indoor and outdoor. She's going to continue through cross country, indoor and outdoor this season, uh, this year. And um, just another girl that just works so, so hard to where she is right now. And um, she yeah she she ran varsity this past weekend but i i think she's going to be a name that people are going to start recognizing if not later this year definitely next year it's sort of the secret to your coaching success i mean you help girls reach their potential and once they do they're happy they're excited that they, they, they want to do it more is, is that sort of sort of the secret sauce to your coaching success just helping these girls hit their potential because once they do they they push the bar higher right yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, me and my other coaches, uh, Coach Jarman, he helps me a lot with cross country. Um, Sarah Jarman's dad. Um, she's at the Naval Academy now. But, um, yeah, it's just getting in the, those girls' ears, right, during workouts and just letting them believe in themselves that they can be better. When you see them holding back at practice, you, you question them, what are you doing? Like, you're faster than this. I know you're faster than this because look what we just did. Um, so it's just – getting them to believe that they, they can do more than what they're doing and um, kind of the touch and go with running in the workouts. Like, hey, you know, instead of running four days a week or five days a week, let's push it to six days a week, you know, um, and stuff like that. So it's just getting them to believe that they can just do so much more and they're much faster than they, they can be and, of course, motivating them. Losing the outdoor track season last spring, I mean – at the start of the pandemic, we were through the indoor track season. We had the state meet in February. Things were getting bad, but they weren't at the point of shutting down yet. So we were through indoor track. Uh, then the pandemic really goes and kicks into uh, full bloom. Uh, we're not sure if what's going to go on with schools, what's going to happen to sports. Just, just losing the fact that you had an indoor season though, and it's a lot of the same athletes. What I, I know they were all devastated to lose the outdoor season, but just what, what was that impact like not having that season? It was huge. Uh, uh, salty. That's how I kind of felt. Cause I, we had just won indoor States, February 18th, 2020. We had just won indoor States and, um, outdoor states we were just, we were just going to be a tough out i mean we had piper johns lydia roebling ezra and ani scott i yeah, mean for, just for, for the seniors especially yeah, they have to the list goes on i season, mean we yeah. that team was just i don't know if i've ever had a more loaded team than that team and to not have an outdoor season and and to just break 
more school records or to lower the school records they already had um, and not have the chance because of the pandemic. It kind of, it was, it, it hurt, obviously, and there's nothing we could do about it. But, um, you know, but like I said already, like during those times in early March and mid-March and the rest of the season, even into the summer, we we just stayed in constant communication, checking in on them, making sure they were okay through the Group Me app. Um, talked a lot, not about running, but just, you know, what shows are you guys watching or how are you guys doing? Yeah. How, how's school? And, you know, what can I do? What can we do? What can we, you know, as a team, we, we did get together virtually a lot just to kind of show face and see how everyone was doing, but it was hard. Right. Every team's different. You know that. Uh, every team is built differently. They Their standards of success are different. Their expectations are different. What, what, what sort of expectations have you laid out for this group of girls this cross-country season? We actually just talked about our team expectations this past um, this week, actually. Um, we have high expectations. Uh, like, but like I said, we like to stay low. We like to keep things loose and just have some fun. Um, we don't talk about you know, going out there and winning county championships and conference championships or what have you. We just go out there and just put one foot in front of the other and see what happens. And uh, Do you talk much about results at all? No, uh, yeah, actually right, I don't, yeah, which is right. weird. Um, yeah. But I've never been like that. And um, you, you think the results will take care of it's themselves? It's the expectation, it, it, yeah. It's right. the expectation I think these girls have, but it's something that we don't talk about, right? So they know, they know kind of, everyone can see kind of where they are individually within the county in any sport in uh, indoor outdoor or cross country but you still got to go out there and prove it and um so i don't let them get too high i don't let them get too low we kind of stay even keel and just go about our business right outside of urbana who else is good uh in this county uh this county is loaded every single season and every single year no matter what um Frederick, I mean, they have Caroline and they have another freshman. Um, Caroline's a sophomore now, but another freshman that is their number two runner. They're they're a solid, solid team. They're just they're a young team. They're getting they're they're getting some solid coaching and just I'm 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 excited to see what can with with what they can do in the future. Uh, Oakdale had a high finish at Bull Run. Oakdale, Oakdale's out there in the medium school races um, with Frederick. Actually, uh, they. Coach Dempsey does a great job with that team, so they're they're gonna continually be good every single season, year in and year out, as long as he's coaching. Uh, of course, Langenor over there. You got Michaela Moxley. You can never count them out. But you also got Caroline Peroni over there. CC, those two girls are a nice, solid one-two punch. Uh, Brunswick always has a nice pack. Um, you know, so TJ has a couple good runners as well. So it's it's a tough county. Yeah, I mean, in the camaraderie, there seems to be a lot of. Com it's more friendly than than cutthroat competitive. It seems between you oh, guys. Oh, one hundred percent. And uh, you know, it's. I always tell my girls, if you if someone beats you, whether they were expected to beat you or not, I want you going up there and you know they passed you at the finish line or whatever. Or they you guys ran together the whole way. I want you to make sure you girls say great job at the end of the race because that's what's all about. Right. Are, are, are you worried at all that the pandemic could come back and rear its ugly head again? We're heading into the fall, we're heading into colder weather. Are you worried that we might have some hiccups um, b before the year is over? I mean, I, I certainly hope not. Um, but of course, that's in the back of my mind. Um, but I don't really think about it much. We, we're, we're pretty strict at Urbana High School on my team with, with masks even outside um, during warm-ups and stretching and stuff like that. So 
we don't have to be shut down if that's what it comes down to. But um, yeah, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you could still do your uh, virtual meetings. You could the girls could still do their get their workouts in. So if there if there was a brief shutdown, that wouldn't really impact you guys much at all, right? Exactly. So we're we'll be okay either way. But I'm hoping um, I'm hoping we kind of. Stay consistent here. Right. I mean, to have states again, to be back at uh, Hereford uh, in, in November and um, and have that chance to compete at states, what, what do you think that will be like for the girls? Oh, that's going to be awesome. We got to get through 4A West first. 4A West is a juggernaut kind of a region for when it comes to distance running. Yeah, because explain it, because you can qualify for states as an individual, but you can also qualify as, as a team where you can send your entire right. team to run, right? So this year in 4A West, we only have 12 schools. We used to have 13. Um, so we have 12 schools in 4A West now. So the top six teams will automatically advance at the regional meet to the state meet. And then if you're not within those six teams, um, or you have an, an individual that did not qualify via team, um, so say say we got seventh and Ivy got fifteenth at the regional meet. She right. would qualify because she's in the top twenty five percent. Right. Um so she would represent Urbana um as a solo runner at the state meet if that's what it came down to. So that's kinda how cross country works. Um not every team gets there. You gotta everyone every team gets their regional meet, but not every team gets to the state meet. Um you have to be top half of your region. So if you have twelve schools, six teams 13 teams, you have um, seven teams that would advance. So so just getting into states, that's an accomplishment in itself as a team. It always yeah. is. It always is. Um, luckily, you know, we've, we've, we've been there quite a bit. So hoping to continue that streak. Right. Are you a Ravens fan? I am. I am a Ravens fan. That was a big win on um, Sunday night. I'm, I'm sure you were staying up late and we're excited about that one. So. I was I was sweating a little bit, uh, but my wife's a Steeler fan, so. Uh oh. Yeah. So uh, so, so the so, Raiders beat them too. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was. Uh, you've had two interesting weeks so far, where the Steelers had a good win week one. Ravens lost Monday night, and then it was reversed this past week. So are, are Sundays contentious in the? At, at household. Household? Yeah. yeah, my daughter's with me and my son is with her so oh, uh, no. yeah yeah <laughs> and, and what do you do to sort of unwind from coaching and what, what are you watching on netflix or generally what do you um... right now uh my wife and i are um i guess behind but we're almost through yellowstone okay uh my family a lot of other people i've talked to loved yellowstone with mel gibson yeah um so we're, we're currently watching that um we have a couple other shows that we watch too. Uh, wife and I work out a lot, uh, whether it be alone or together, or if I'm doing it with my team. But unwinding is just well. Now I'm running around after practice to my kids' <laughs> soccer practices. Right. Um, but yeah, it we find time. Oh, and one thing you, you told me was we were walking in here I, that I wanted to ask you about. Wednesdays, uh, you have an interesting practice concept. Tell us what you guys do on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, so with the YMCA being built right by Urbana High School, um, I decided to jump on um, the website pretty early on and see if we could get inside the pool um, a, a day a week. And uh, so Wednesdays are our pool day now. About half my team goes um, to the pool and we practice uh, swimming and just kind of getting off our feet and just great cross training workout, right? Especially for a distance right, yeah, runner. Because you get the endurance workout without, is, is it partly to alleviate the pounding of, of, that, of the running? Building your yeah. lungs up still as well. Right. Um, so 
yeah, today, uh, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, we're there every Wednesday. So um, it's just the second week we've done it, but it's it's the perfect time to do it, too. And, so. and it's a good change of pace, too, right? right? It keeps the girls uh, inter- interested, right? And it keeps them healthy, too, right? right. Yeah, so, yeah yep. sure. They, lo- they love it. They and I said, all right, you got 11 minutes. The last 11 minutes are on you. Coach, can we play Marco Polo? Right. I'm like, I just told you, the, it's all on you. So if you all want to <laughs> play Marco Polo, go for it. So that's what they did. Right. Uh, so for cross-country fans in Frederick County, what are some of the big upcoming uh, meets? Big upcoming meets. So um, I know this weekend there was actually a county school hosting the meet. So that's uh, Catoctin. Um, Catoctin's hosting the meet at Catoctin. And the following weekend, Governor Thomas Johnson High School has their meet. So Will, um, will you guys run in um, either one of those? or um, We're not. We're okay. actually off this weekend. Okay. Um, and then our next meet will be Friday, October 1st. Uh, we're calling it the I-270 Rush Hour Rumble at Urbana High Rush School. Rush Hour Rumble. All yeah. Right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're excited to host our meet um, Friday afternoon, October 1st. And then uh, October 9th is the Frank Kaiser meet, which okay. is at Boonesboro High School. You want a fast time and you want to see some fast results, you go, you go to that meet. And then we're right back there. That's at Boonesboro High School. Conferences is held at Boonesboro High School. So we got conferences and then we got counties. Yeah, where are counties this year? Counties, so Langlore is hosting it, but Langlore doesn't have a great um, cross-country course at Langlore. Yeah. But they like, they practice often at Old National Pike Park. Right. So they, we're going to have it at Old National right Pike off, Park. Right off uh, 144. Right, right, right yeah. off 144 yeah. between Newmarket and all, You guys often have county meets yeah. there, right? Yep. Yeah, we, it's not the first time. So. Right. Yep, Andreas Wright has uh, working on the cross country course now, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing course. And then, uh, and, and when are counties? October 25th, whatever that Thursday okay, is. Okay, so we're a little less than a month. Yeah, <clears throat> about about a month away from counties, and then regionals right after, and then states right after. So yep, yeah. So the end of the season it comes pretty fast. Yeah, right? you got uh, regionals November 13th, and then, I mean states November 13th, and then. Uh, Winter sports start that Monday. Yeah, is it right in the track workout? You got then? a you got yeah. a day break yeah. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of it. Although a so. couple of years ago it was you went to the state meet and then you had practice that same day for indoor. So oh no kidding! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So well, thank you coming. Thank you uh, for coming in, sir. Always always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, we w- wish you and your girls uh, continued success for the rest of the season. So always appreciate you. Thank you. All right, and my thanks to Graham Cullen uh, for producing the podcast, and uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of The Final Score. See you, folks.